everybody, the summer has started. Oh, God, I can't even crack this wonderful, beautiful liquid death can open because I'm that excited that uh, the Phillies have officially uh, are done and uh, everyone's attention is, is now on us, the birds in that beautiful face to my left, Vince Quinn. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, pal. And let me show you, John. Let me show you. Give it a good look. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. Uh, welcome to training camp, everybody. It is uh, a wonderful and cool Tuesday. Can you believe that? Like it's been a, it's been like a hundred and fifty degrees for an entire week, and uh, today I think I actually wore a hoodie with uh, uh, the the windows down. So you know, it's a big change. Uh, <laughs> we, we needed it. I mean, oh God, the heat has been absolutely brutal. Just walking yeah. anywhere. I mean, there was a point of cut like a week ago. It feels like this heat wave's been forever. Me, me and Taylor, we walked down the street. It, we got down a block, and I was like, dude, I'm completely dried out. <laughs> I, it just ex exhausted. Yeah. yeah I, uh, so I'm glad that uh, everyone checking in at the uh, at NovaCare today. It's going to be nice and cool. And uh, I'm. it's so crazy. This entire offseason, we've, uh, we've talked ourselves into a lot of things. But more specifically here, Vince Quinn, trying to figure out what this defense is all about, how aggressive it's going to be. Are you finally going to like Jordan Davis? Uh, like there's, to me, the focus walking into training camp is the defense because I think we're going to learn a ton because we don't know really anything about it yet. So that's where my focus is uh, pretty much. Uh, is that where you at? Or yeah. Two? I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. completely where you have to be. And it's going to be funny because like naturally, I think everybody's going to clue in on the offense one because just duh, it's, it's an offense in football. People are just way more interested in that in general. Plus Jalen Hurts stuff, AJ Brown and all the funny tweets and weird tweets and all that stuff. So, I, yeah. so everybody's going to be all geeked up about the offense. They're going to get a lot of attention, but like, dude, this defense is everything. This is everything. And you know what? You actually can learn shit about the defense right now. You're not going to, like, I'll tell everybody right now, right up front, you're not going to learn a goddamn thing about this offense, oh, really, in training camp. Except for one thing, maybe, which we'll get to in a little bit. All right. Yeah, for whatever that is. <laughs> but but honestly, I, like, all the, the same way people freaked out about the Jalen Hurts analysis in training, or the mini camp thing, and everyone's claiming Derek Gunn isn't a legitimate reporter. Uh, like, when all that stuff is happening, that that's what training camp's going to be. Defense is everything, John, everything. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it is. It is almost everything. And more specifically, like I'm I'm looking at uh, right back at our boy uh, DJ Oreo. What is that rotation going to be like? Is that, you know, is he going to be up first? Are we going to find out if he's going to have those pass rushing skills that everybody's has that big question mark about him? Uh, Nicobe Dean and kind of understanding you know, is the shells and shorts thing just uh, all good posturing here? Are we going to have like uh, some like, oh, yeah, he's not practicing today <laughs> uh, or tomorrow or uh, actually for the rest of August or something like that? Is there uh, that's the only thing I'm kind of waiting for in terms of, su of a surprise. But, yeah, like everything else that, that you're saying, Vince, unpacking that that layer of onion of, uh, you know, just kind of seeing what Jonathan Gannon actually does, because this is the first year that we're. I think we're getting a glimpse of that. He clearly lost all of those battles last year, uh, especially with Fletcher Cox. And now, like, this is how he apparently is the next, uh, you know, uh, Brandon Staley or, or whatever the hot new coaching name is uh, for, for, this, uh, for this cycle. So, yeah, I'm a little excited. But here's the other thing. If this hits off, Vince, Jonathan Gannon's not going to be here next year, right? I mean, like, if the defense is great, he's gone. So what is that? 
I don't know. I kind of that's why I just kind of feel weird about that that side of the ball altogether. As much as I'm excited about it. Well, yeah, it's it is a weird thing. You've had a couple of defensive guys that have gotten hired as head coaches in this cycle. Which God, did you realize how many coaches got hired in this cycle? It it feels so long ago. There's like 12 guys that got hired this year. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy how much movement there was. And and when you're looking at all that, it, it's important to note all this with Jonathan Gannon because you may not remember, folks, but with Jonathan Gannon, he was on the doorstep of being the Houston Texans head coach, and the only reason that didn't happen was because you know there was a giant lawsuit levied by Brian Flores about racism in the NFL the Texans were one of the targets of that and they were like yeah uh, let's go hire Lovey Smith who's been here for months and we had no interest previously in him and a head coach suddenly they just were inspired by an actor they had a lovely lunch with Lovey one day and they're like you know <laughs> Maybe maybe we should hire him as the guy. Well, that's so, his new podcast, Lovely Lovely Lunch with Lo- uh, Lovey. <laughs> there you go. There. It's uh yeah, it's a it sounds like a, what like Dinner with Andre. It's the remake of Dinner with Andre. There you go. So um yeah, so you have all this stuff where Jonathan Gannon was about to get a head job, uh, coach job. He doesn't get it. Howie Roseman told us this off season that Gannon was a rental most likely, and now they do give him the whole defense. And and to think about last year, didn't you hate the defense last year? Because I sure as shit did. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, hated it. It's just, it's just, it was. It, it, I didn't hate it. It was just hate. It was. It just was. You know, like I, I'm not going to yell at Alex Singleton for not being a better linebacker. He just is. You know, like it's, I, I think a lot of it had to do with talent and not necessarily him. But yeah, I mean. Hate was a strong word for me, but di- dislike severely, sure. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. like, now that we're going to see a totally different thing, that is, it's incredibly curious, right? Like, Hassan Reddick was the big free agent signing. You throw all this money. He's in his prime. What's he going to be? They listed him as a linebacker when they posted it on Twitter. And then what they do, they took that shit right down. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it, he's, he's playing as an edge rusher, but is he standing up? It sounds like we're seeing more of a 3-4 look. So, you're going to see standing edge rushers a lot. Josh Sweat has practiced it a little bit. Are we seeing that a lot with Brandon? Graham like that's that's going to be one of the many things is we're trying to figure this out of who this team is what is their identity defensively I mean it's it's all of those things and you can get that now like that's why I think when you're when you're trying to figure out okay what can you actually learn in training camp you can learn a lot about the defense this year I really think it's sitting right in front of you well and to me and uh thanks to our good friend uh, Mark Farzetta for uh having uh us on and and being able to talk birds the other day and I kind of said this on his show too but like that's I don't know if Jonathan Gannon is good I don't know if Nick Sirianni is good and I have a bone to pick still with Stain uh Shane Steichen Steichen I'm gonna get there by September I swear to God (laughs) uh but I don't think we're we're necessarily looking at that side now because in total reversal, I actually have like very good confidence in Jonathan Gannon uh, creating a very good defense. I don't know if Nick Sirianni can do that yet. I think both of these guys are fantastic teachers, and a lot of, and most of last year was on Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, we can admit that now. Like that's, uh, mm, I'd bite you a little bit on that, right? So, like, I I think there's. A lot of a lot of I don't know what Nick Sirianni thinks in his head is best for, you know, situational football or whatever. Like there's a there's a ton to figure out uh, on and 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 I still think can find out in training camp about what this offense is exactly going to look like. And one of the things that sticks out to me, Vince, uh, I wonder if you feel this way too. Have you seen Zach Pascal tweet in the last couple of days, weeks, whatever it's been? Yeah, he was talking some serious game. He's like, oh, no, people don't understand. I'm an elite route runner or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, and I was like, wait, you have like 15 catches a year. <laughs> yeah. Like so, where? So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I know that we are going to learn this real quick. 
there's going to be a lot of Quez Watkins fans, and I feel that's that's kind of been brewing this entire offseason. Is he a two? Is he a three? If Zach Pascal is kicking his ass at training camp and in the preseason, I think that pretty much will close the book on Quez Watkins, don't you? Like, if the, if I, I think Quez is could, could get that job snatched away from him instantly from Zach Pascal, we just don't know. I don't know anything about him other than his stats are really bad. That's pretty much it. And it's not doesn't say much about Quez either. So like I think Zach Pascal could be wide receiver number three pretty quickly here. Oh man, yeah. I I don't <laughs> see that. I I, I don't I do. think I don't think Quez Watkins is an outside guy. I don't I don't think that's really where he needs to be. Him working out of the slot though is really interesting to me, and we'll see where that goes. And now he's got actual, you know, he's got a full complement of talent around him. He's the what, fourth or fifth option in the passing game? I think that's going to work. Uh, if if Pascal does get on the field, though, yeah, I mean, good night to Quez Watkins, I would say, because <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't think Pascal's that guy. I mean, he's got the dog mentality, though, John. Mm-hmm. Dog mentality. And by the way, he's one of what? I mean, how many? Because, like, this was one of the things I was thinking about yesterday with Pascal. How many Colts are actually on this team? Let's see. I mean, uh, him. I think that's it. I know. See? <laughs> I can't think it, of any other former Colts. Isn't that inherently weird? Isn't that weird? A little bit. I mean, bit. It, it happens with every team that has a new head coach that comes in. What happens? They get all of their guys. Where are they? Well, I mean, like, the coaching staff, I think, has a lot of the former Colts, or at least, like, people have smelled and or touched uh, Sirianni or Gannon in some regard, and that's why they're there. Uh, but in terms of the players, see, that's why I think this whole season is much more interesting than last year's because it tells me they are not – touching anything that Frank Reich is necessarily doing, building. Maybe they're taking concepts from, and that's really Andy Reid there too, but that's really why. They're making their own offense on how they see it, and that's kind of that's a little scary, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like this is Because normally this is part of the season where like coaches will yell the same bullshit lines of, you know, I really just like to build around what we have as a talent. We don't necessarily have a scheme per se. Yeah. And like, that's not true. But man, that's a really interesting question. Like, I, I, he, to me, he doesn't have a system. Like, they're still making it. Maybe this is part of it. I don't know. Like, you don't, it's the, what is the Nick Sirianni system? I, I still don't know. Do we you? don't know. We don't know because they totally changed because the yeah. system he tried to implement at the beginning of last year was dog shit and they had to get rid of it completely because he was going to get fired in his first season for losing seven straight or whatever, losing to Detroit. Uh, so whatever the <laughs> terrible record was going to be. Like, yeah, it was just one of those things where uh, you're going to, and for the offense, like, we're not going to know what it is until the season starts. Yeah, we're just not the the only thing that I think you could potentially maybe possibly learn about Sirianni's scheme is if he uses motion finally, (laughs) which should not be a discussion for honestly, it should not be a discussion about any head coach in the NFL whatsoever. And it's an embarrassment that he did a game, a full game against San Francisco of all teams to scout a team like that and go, you know, we don't need literally anything of what that offense does. And what do you know? They're in the NFC championship game. Uh, Like you got to have some motion in your offense, but Going back to the defense, I actually want to touch on the one thing you mentioned earlier, Jordan Davis in a, in a position battle there. Ah, yes. Because that is one of the biggest, most interesting questions right now about this team, and training camp is going to give you some insight into that. Like, that's exciting. Because, I mean, think about this. I would say Jordan Davis is in a legitimate camp battle right now with Fletcher Cox for first downs. Right? Uh, yes, absolutely. So now you're going to get a competition where, okay, how does that work out for Fletcher Cox? I mean, it's probably better. I, I would rather have Jordan Davis win that competition 
I mean, the Eagles are just in, they're in better shape. If he's in there for first downs, he's getting those reps. Maybe he's getting certain second downs. And then Fletcher Cox is coming in occasionally on second and third. Like, just, just have them complement each other and keep each other fresh in their own way. Jordan Davis has to learn this game and, like, learn all of the, the length of being an NFL player. He doesn't have that, and everything's projected that it's going to take time. Okay, so then Fletcher Cox on the back end, you want him for pass rushing downs. That's something they want to develop with Davis, so let Cox be that guy. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a, a guaranteed thing, but it should be, Yeah, right? Like I, I, I would almost be shocked if that's the way this doesn't go. You know, like it's uh, – you want to – I mean, you want Fletcher to probably use every penny of that $14 million that you just paid him. But in terms of I don't even think Jordan's got to go off the field. We have this inherent thing still from the draft and old uh, uh, Fatty Bones McGee to the left of me as well. Uh, can't get this out of his head. And actually, shout out to I think Jerry uh, on the text line, 215-509-5833, said he's going to make you a shirt called the South Philly Shamer, which I'm totally for, by the way. Um, and... Uh, I, I just you haven't gotten that out of your head. Why is Jordan Davis coming off the field on third down? What if he stays on with Fletcher Cox and Hargrave and you got this weird, you know, three D tackle slash nose tackle front and then you've got all these toys to play with in the back between all the guys you mentioned, Hassan Reddick and all the speedy even your boy Davion Taylor, if he's healthy, might see some blitz packages out there. So like I don't I don't envision Jordan Davis leaving the field on third downs at all, but I do agree wholeheartedly that that's where Fletcher Cox should lie, is on second and third down, and Jordan's just in there with his healthy young bones and everybody else kind of <laughs> rotated in and out, and you've got Hargrave, too, to pick some of that up, who has been fantastic since he's been here. Uh, so, yeah, like, if Jordan Davis isn't creeping towards being there on third downs, if I'm wrong on that, in, like, week five or six, yeah, I would probably have some concerns about, okay, I don't, I don't know if he's going to get there. But to the whole episode's point, there could be this whole, I don't know what they're going to ask Jordan Davis to do either, which is great. Is he going to be the bowling ball? Is he going to be the linchpin? Is he going to be the, I, I don't know. But yes, Fletcher Cox on third downs uh, makes me excited. Let that boy rest. Yeah, it's man. Really, you're 31. I don't know why I'm calling you that. Sorry, <laughs> it just happens. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it, and that's that's the other stuff too that you're talking about a little bit of like where are these guys going to line up because okay, Josh Sweat, we know he's on the outside. He's going to be standing up occasionally. Uh, we we know that's going to happen with Son Reddick as well. But like, okay, is uh, is Javon Hargrave going to play a three four end? I would figure we see some snaps of that. Mil Milton Williams, we could probably see some snaps of that. Is Fletcher Cox going to do that at all? Are they going to play Jordan Davis? Could they play Milton Williams, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and uh, Jordan Davis? Yeah. Could, could they play all of them at the same time? Throw Brandon Graham in there, too, while we're at it. I mean, that's just another, that's another thing of, like, uh, I don't know where he's going to fit, and I don't know if he's going to go back to the old Chip Kelly stand up for a little bit, put his hand in the ground for the other part of it or, or whatever, but... Yeah, it's an interesting defensive line group, which now is, for the first time, outside of Brandon Graham, catering to where I think Fletcher Cox should have been his whole career. I know he loves playing in the 4-3 or whatever that is, but, man, this is uh, this is really, really interesting and fun at the same time. So, yes, yeah. 100%. It's just going to be weird, too, thinking about, like, where do the sacks come from with the defensive tackles, right? Because you, you know. Like, Nowhere. 
That's well, my hot take. And and maybe not. I don't know. But but Hargrave was such a sack monster last year. I mean, he had games where he just absolutely dominated in stretches. And so thinking about him like, all right, how many sacks is he going to have this year? I don't know. That would be one of those things if we start getting into like over-unders and all that, thinking about like, all right, how, what does Vegas peg Hargrave for a sack total for the year? I would love to see what that is. Oh, yeah. Right? Those, yeah, T's going to get on there right now, I think. Th- there yeah, we absolutely. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those, those are the kinds of things that like, it, it is so exciting though, right? Because we yeah. have no idea. Like trying to project anything for this defense is radically new. It's radically different. And it's something that we haven't seen since, I, I mean, God, I've never seen it in my lifetime. Really, outside of the Billy oh, wow. Davis era, I, I've just never seen it. I don't know what it looks like. And and to your point, if Jonathan Gannon is going to get a head coaching job after this year, they've committed to this as a philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like, you just signed Hassan Reddick to a big deal. This is how you're going to be now. Yeah, and whatever happens here, it's just probably basic tinkering from who is ever in-house because you're not going to – I don't think you hire from – the outside on this one's if Jonathan Gannon does get a head coaching job. So they're probably line up and I'm, I apologize. I don't even know who their linebacker coach or their DB coach or anybody is at, at this moment. And I'll figure out your name if you're around next year uh, <laughs> coaching this defense. But yeah, I, they that's exciting and scary at the same time because it's Howie Roseman going, this guy gets it and he's not going to be here next year. You get the whole thing. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I just don't think they want to deal with defense. They just want to find somebody that just deals with that side of the ball and they finally trust Jonathan Gannon to do it just like they did with Jim Schwartz and they can go, okay, cool. We can just uh, work on our computers and look at quarterbacks and be happy on this side because that's what we do best. That's that's kind of what the vibe I'm getting with this too. Do you well, get that? So are you, are you thinking then that Gannon's going to be Jim Schwartz too? Of course. Yeah, he already is. They gave him they gave him Milton Williams. They kicked out Tom Donahue like he won. So they're like, "Okay, you win. You win how we won. You get the defense now." Like if if that's if that was part of the thing cuz if I was Nick Sirianni and I was going into this and hiring a defensive guy like Gannon who's my buddy and I'm really campaigning for, then that's right. what I would want. Yeah, because like that, that's one of the fundamental things of doing anything, right? You have to realize the shit you don't want to do and go, yes, you are the guy that do, does those things because you <laughs> like doing the stuff that I don't want to do. You know, yeah. it's just it's it's just the, na- the natural order of things. And, and it's it is crazy to me that more teams don't do that or you can't find that balance enough. It's usually a guy who like wants a head coaching job and can't get it. But to just go, hey, we're going to pay you a lot of money. You still have all, all the say on the defense. And by the way, no one's cursing you as much on the radio in the papers. <laughs> you don't have to do as many interviews or public appearances. Yep. Like that's a pretty good place to be. I mean, really, that's a nice job. Yeah. And now he's going to have kind of pick of the litter of uh of where he wants to go next year, and uh, Taylor's laughing at uh, something over there. <laughs> what what would he, what would you have to do to get a WIP segment? Oh, just bashing you. Oh, uh, like what would have to happen? Oof. Well, uh, let's see. Giving up a fourth and long gets you crushed. Definitely. That was that got Schwartz crushed a lot. Yeah, don't run the picket fence or whatever. Yeah, that um, was that was absolutely brutal. I would say if you're like the. The easiest thing is not being aggressive enough. That's the. I was about like, to say not blitzing. <laughs> not blitzing is the number one thing that will get people pissed at you and yep. get get calls to come in. We that's it. that's definitely a caller's topic. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a it's the Buddy Ryan stuff, right? It's it's uh, blitzing and running the ball. Yes. And if you yes. don't do those two things, you will get calls. It's that's just how it is. That's how this city is. It's basically a, a Barney Perlstein segment. Yes. Uh, and for those of you that don't get that joke, that's why I need to join our Discord. Should go to uh, do right now actually at bellinthebirdmen.com 
And not only that, uh, you might have been noticing these uh, sweet new kick-ass T-shirts that we're wearing as we uh, debuted our Bell and the Birdman T-shirts uh, on the last episode. So, uh, Bigo, uh, Bigo, yeah, Bigo, <laughs> Bigo, uh, uh, go back and uh, definitely look or watch or listen to that to check out that. But uh, uh, Drew over at Philly Sports Shirts is so amazing that he sent us an entire box of his clothing line for the entire swimming season. In shirts, John. We are swimming in it. <laughs> all over the place. Just it's landing on Vince's microphone left yeah, and right. So there that's you how many go. shirts Look at we that. have. Like that's that's beautiful, beautiful. The classic fly shirt, uh, the Road to Victory shirt. I'm I'm a big fan of, and also uh, uh, the hoodie of this is fantastic. And this can all be yours at Philly Sports Trips. Uh, Philly well, Sports there shirts that you can go there too. We'll get to them in a second. But Philly Sports shirts. Our good friend Drew uh, uh, over at phillysportshirts.com. Uh, you can grab 15% off by using the promo code BIRDS15, or BELL15, excuse me. Is that right? Yes, it is, it is BELL15. So it's <laughs> it's the entire store, but also, yeah, in case you didn't mention this, uh, we have our shirts on there, too. Yes. So brand new Bell and the Birdman shirts, which we just launched, and Drew was nice enough to extend the sale. So it was supposed to be a 48-hour sale. That expired. He decided to let it run until July 31st. So you have until, I believe, that's Sunday. And uh, you can use the code, yeah, again, BELL15. BELL in all caps, I'll yes. say, because I don't know how finicky that stuff uh, is. It's not. I always, you can just use BELL. Yeah, well, BELL15 yeah. Bell is how you're going to do it. <laughs> uh, and 15% uh, off the entire store, as Vince said there. An, an incredible deal and a very, like, huge thank you to Drew for extending that because, you know, uh, we're we're very brand new as, uh, as partners here and uh, just a fantastic job by uh, everybody over at Philly Sports Shirts. And... The 31st is an important date because, as I slipped up and mentioned before, Philly Sports Trips, my friends, uh, we are giving away a all-inclusive trip to Washington versus uh, the Eagles Week 3. We're going to go down to FedEx. We just confirmed this today, and this is why I'm mentioning it as well. 500 gift boxes from Awesome Sauce, Righteous Felon, Liquid Death, these shirts will be in there. We'll have some lucky winners for these, our Bell and the Birdman shirts, but over a thousand gift boxes is what we hope to get to. We have 500 right now with snacks, with water, with all sorts of stuff as a thank you for trying to come and accomplish this humongous goal of getting a thousand people to FedEx Field. And, and guess what? I think we figured out what we want to do uh, while the commanders are on the field, right? I mean, there's yep. only one thing to do. False. 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 Foles, 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 Foles. A thousand people screaming Foles, even if we can only just do it for a quarter, would just warm my heart. So, like, that is that is the real reason we want you to get there. So go to phillysportsshirts.com to get your shirt, and then go to phillysportstrips.com to book your ticket and wear the sweet shirt on, you know, the sweet trip where there's going to be a massive tailgate, Hollis Thomas, there's a private bar that uh, Vince from Philly Sports Trips just told us he bought specifically for that spot. Like, I can't tell you how many awesome things are happening, including buses that are now leaving in Allentown for this. Yeah. Is that right? And we are working on some spots around Temple. Uh, at the Navy Yard is the main hub. That's where we got six or seven buses right now. Just uh, going to be an amazing season. And the fact that training camp is, is starting off, we're arguing about you know, wide receivers and defense and stuff like that already. It's all going to be great. So phillysportstrips.com and uh, 
You can uh, win an all-inclusive ticket by texting 215-509-5833. Take me to Washington. That's simply all you got to do. And we pick the winner on the 31st. Uh, just as uh, when this promo code runs out as well. So yep, it was a mouthful. It's a lot, but there is a lot going on, and that's why you got to get on board. And if you missed any of this, com. it's all there. Yeah, it has been a Muppet Show kind of craziness behind the scenes, <laughs> I would say, pretty much every day around here. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's why, though. It's stuff like that. So thank you to everybody that's bought shirts already, bought tickets, like everybody in the Discord that's like, yo, I'm coming to Washington and all that. It's it's going to be wild, man. Jello shots oh in my syringes, God. John That's got. Right. Like, it's crazy. Shout out to 2D Distillery for that. Literally, Jello, a thousand Jello 1, shots 000. we have committed to this trip. In so syringes. Like, yes. It's, it's unbelievable. It's going to be completely ridiculous. So this, <laughs> this trip is going to be so much fun, and, and the whole season's going to be great. So that all that stuff is coming. But... Uh, I, I want to get back into the defense a little bit yes, more because, please. again, like I think everything is about the defense this year, especially training camp. It's just how different does it look and feel? Who's playing where? What are the expectations? And it's not just the defensive line and how much that's changing. Dude, there are 12 corners on this <laughs> roster. There's 12 of them. 12? I mean, it's that's completely insane to think about. The Eagles, a lot of years, like, they'll have seven or eight wide receivers, and they're all competing, yeah. and you might have, like, six or seven running backs once in a while, and they'll keep four. But, like, 12 corners? And it's crazy, too, because when you look at the top of the ladder there, I mean, you have Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and Avante Maddox, right? Yep. So you, that's your starters. Those are the three guys you're going to see on the field basically every single play. Those guys are going to play a ton. You're not playing a whole lot of the other guys. And to have nine guys competing for those spots is going to be wild. I mean, that's one of the most exciting things in camp. And and it's not just that they're battling. It's just figuring out who the hell are these guys because I don't <laughs> think anybody knows. Well, are, are you asking who are these guys or are these are any of these guys good? Because that's my question. Well, it's Are both. any of these guys good? We know my boy Tate Gowan's good. Lock him in at num number four on the depth chart for sure. Sorry, I just gave away a, an answer on the sporkle. Well, God and that's and that is that is something that I decided to do. <laughs> but you should know that if you're a watcher, that's basically like the free space, right? So. Yeah. No, John, you've mentioned Tay Gowan a million times. Yeah. Um, uh, and wrongly so in each case. <laughs> uh, but, just but, one injury away from a James Bradbury sprain, and there he is. I know. So get well, ready. Well, thank God they got Bradbury. Am I right? <laughs> so, uh, so the sporkle quiz. Yeah. yeah. So what we what we're gonna do is I'm gonna put this in the Discord. So. In the games channel, in the Discord, I will just drop it in there, the link to the quiz, because I don't think literally anybody knows the 12 cornerbacks that are on the Eagles roster this year. So if you can name them, show me. I will be very impressed. But if you want to take the quiz, it's right there. And in the we Discord already named four, right? So I just yeah. wanna, you went, you went with the starters, Slay, Maddox, Bradbury. Yep. If uh, yeah, you, you're new to the show. I've been saying Tay Gowan for about nine months. So welcome. And there's your four. After that, because this is interesting, I didn't even tell Vin's names. I can get to two more past that, so six. I think if you beat me, I'm going to give you a shirt, and you got you got to show me that you beat Sporkle without looking it up. Yeah, because if you get that, all 12, no I'm point. not going to believe you. No. But uh, if you can beat six, I'll give you a shirt. So, like, uh, put uh, Vince, definitely put the uh, link in the uh, description of the podcast for sure. And uh, right here on the old YouTube. So it's going to be down there somewhere. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I I bet one name. Like, you have to be, uh, if, if I have to spell this person's name correctly, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only problem. So I'm, 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 I'm sure that's, that you, you and I are 
very much like that. It that is, tracks. Vince is a smarty pants uh, over here. Sp- spelling and pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, not, not the Bartred strong suits. I skipped all that. You're, you're a speaker. It's okay. Uh, it's so yeah. Like all, all that stuff though is is really funny. You think about that. The linebacker competition is crazy deep. There's so many different guys now. Like Kaiser White was a thing that happened, and nobody has really talked about it since. Uh, Sean Bradley's on this team. It's like okay. I mean, is he going to make the team? I don't know. Did uh, did he get a? I, I'm, I felt like he got paid last year. Am I did they that extend up? him? I mean, he's a There's he was a, a fifth one. rounder a couple of years ago, so maybe they gave him like a year extension or something. I I don't know, but there's so many linebackers on the team, and it, and again, it's changed now. Yeah. So with the responsibilities a little different, it's like okay, well, I mean, where are these guys playing? Are are these guys going to be blitzing? Does this help Davion Taylor, my man? Uh, <laughs> maybe. I think it does. I think it does too. I'm I'm a little bit excited to to see where his progress is at in terms of health and if he they use him just like as a blitzer. Um, uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And that, I, I meant to mention that too. Like I think that's where I who is your first linebacker to get cut? Because I still think it's Kazir White. <laughs> oh, even marked man. as even marked as a starter. I, I feel as though CBs and linebackers are almost the same because I we don't have a sporkle for the linebackers. But man, there's a there's a it went from no depth to uh, guys I've never heard of before in my life. There's it's it goes on and on and on. So I think because everyone just assumes whatever how he touches is a middle linebacker is just going to end up working out and then it never does. And we always forget this. That's why I'm picking him. Do you have a any anybody that's like, oh, he's a shoe in that. You're like I don't. I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, I. I mean, honestly, all these linebackers. I thought I think Davion Taylor is very much on the hot seat. Oh, definitely. You know, so like he's yeah. on the hot seat. I think it's just all these guys on the, all these depth players. It could all change. I mean, T.J. Edwards is a weird thing because he's kind of lost in the shuffle right now, and he had a decent <laughs> season last year. Like, is he going to start? Is he going to be traded mm-hmm. for depth somewhere else? Like, I don't know where anything's going with him. So it's it, it's all peculiar. It's all interesting. They're all things that we're going to learn. Um, offensively, though, I want to get the one that that I've got okay because I know everybody's going to make a a lot of fuss about Jalen Hurts and like I get it but I don't care um (laughs) the the main one for me is honestly Carson Strong yeah that's going to be a fun one uh you're not interested in our friend Gardner Minshew going around in a bus uh all all off season with his you know well, mustache you're not interested in what garner's bringing to the table i'm interested and I, I hope there's a documentary of that um <laughs> but outside of it not like garner Minshew, the player i think we have a pretty good idea of what he is and and for where he's at fine um i i wouldn't get rid of him also i know that's floated around a little bit mm. with the season coming around like even that's if carson right. let, let me make this clear like even if carson strong kills it which i think he can because a lot of people evaluated him as a third round talent but he just had a bum knee well if it's he looks a, hold on Sure. There's a difference between a bum knee and having no cartilage, and that's that's he's got the JHI thing, so that's why he didn't get drafted. Yeah, not a bum knee. Well, there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he 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 has no. Yeah. Cartilage. It's a major. It's a, yeah. Like there's he's probably done at 29 is what they say. So that's why. So yeah. So that's like that's obviously a, it's a problem, right? It's a it's a big problem, but. It's not like, oh, my God, Carson Strong crushed it. We should get rid of Gardner Minshew. No. <laughs> like, if you're talking about trying to be a Super Bowl team, why in the hell would you get rid of a guy that's now been here? This will be his second season. He started in the league multiple times. Like, you just don't get rid of that guy for a, a, a guy who is an undrafted rookie right now as yeah. much as I like him. You don't do it. So I, I don't want to change that. But if he can make that competition interesting, uh, I, I, it's just long-term thinking about what he can be as an undrafted player is exciting and maybe he's a guy that Howie flips. I like where so. you're, I love where your head's at, but I tell you exactly what's going to happen. 
it's the right right competition just in not between QB2 and QB1. QB2 and QB1 are going to make a lot of noise before September happens. And speaking of uh, radio callers reference before in this episode, get ready for that, man. There's going to be a lot of people that want Gardner Minshew to start. And I think that May 31st report from Derek Gunn planted a seed to say this thing's not over yet. And the guy in the fucking bus who is a crazy man, who this is the only thing he wants in the world, who has just as much zhuzh and sweet sweet and whatever the <laughs> hell Jalen Hurts is going through his body. Um, I think that's exactly what's going to come out of training camp and going to screw up our our whole our whole run. I guarantee you someone is going to say Gardner Minshew should be starting for this football team this year. All right. I like that. The Gardner Minshew propaganda network hard at work. It's uh, coming. Trying Just, to slam Jalen Hurts and get stories. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just remember this day. I gotta tell you, I'm really rooting for Jalen Hurts, but Gardner Minshew has looked exceptionally sharp with working with the ones. Print the tweet. It's coming. Yeah, I know. And and all the, the retweets and hate tweets and dunking and, yes. you know, all that shit's going to happen, too. It's the most wonderful time uh, of the year. Yeah. Training camp, baby. I'm so excited for it. I hope you are, too. For uh, Vince Quinn, for Taylor Credatus, and a huge shout-out to phillysportsshirts.com and phillysportstrips.com for uh, putting this wonderful clothing on us, for taking us all around these United States to see the birds in action. Uh, I'm John Barcher. This is Bell and the Birdman. We've got a lot of shit coming your way. See you soon.